Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital, an award-winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay-per-click and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit mrs.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast. We're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. And you can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today on the podcast, our special guest is Windsor manager, Mark Cooper, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Mark. Hello, gents. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, very well in this strange time. Indeed. Um, Keeping busy, but... um doing okay it's uh it's it's our second attempt at this podcast today because uh we <laughs> we had a couple of a uh, couple of technical problems just to start with so um mark mark you, you were telling us a little bit about um about your day job tell us uh tell us a little bit about what you're up to um yeah i own a chain of estate agents in in west london um currently all the offices are obviously closed and uh business is um very different place to what it was a couple of months ago um but yeah, we're doing all we can. And let's um, let's get sort of straight into the into the football chat. You obviously you came into Windsor, I think I think six or seven weeks into the season. Um, what what was that? What did you find when you got there? What what was that? What was that like when you when you walked into walked in the front door at Windsor? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think what had happened is uh, obviously the manager went at the very outset of the season. Um, a lot of the players had, had, had left as, as well. They, they'd gone, and, and Luke Brooks Smith had um, gone from a player to player manager, stroke caretaker manager, and had, had done a great job in in um, piecing the team together. Because I think you know there was a there was a great void left, and he, he elevated a lot of the under 18s to play, um, and it was obviously tough. But but he, he, he did a pretty sterling job. But we did find very very young inexperienced side um who weren't competing very well week to week so i uh I, j- just uh, i think either either just as luke had taken over or just as you'd taken over i saw i saw windsor down at woodley and it, it uh in a, in a cup game and 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 i thought actually woodley were were kind of a bit unlucky not to not to win that game and, and obviously the, the sort of the, the strength and some of the experience in 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 your windsor side uh, uh did 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 pull them through in the end, but was that a bit of a difficult way thing to do to change the mindset of the of, of the players from the outset? Well, I think not so much the mindset. I mean, yeah, the, simply the players. Some of the players weren't good enough um, when we inherited the squad. So, so I guess the, yeah, our first job was to move the players on who, who, who weren't cutting it and and bringing in players to who we felt were a, a, a bit of a better level, um, but. But certainly, you know, in those early early um, weeks and, and months, it was, um, yeah, we 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 did find it difficult to compete with the, with the level of players that we had. But you know, we've we've obviously tried to try to evolve that situation to to a, you know, a better group of, of technically players. 
the season. Well, you seem to have got um, some good results under your belt now um, after after the slow start to the season. Um, the season probably stopped at um, a bad time for you guys. You were sort of semi-building up ahead of steam there going towards the uh, closing um, period of the season. Um, what ha- is the squad, like you say, um, is it more or less where you want it to be now or um, uh, what other changes uh, do you feel like you, you'd need to uh, put in place if you were to go on and compete maybe for promotion or something a bit higher up the table next season? Well, we've certainly got a, a good group of players, uh, very young, average age of the squad's 22, technically pretty good. But we need some more experience. I think we're, like you said, we were certainly um, producing better performances, um, getting better results, certainly in the last couple of months. And, and we felt we were kicking on quite nicely. But we're going to we're going to need we're certainly going to need four or five um, more experienced um, players who are, who are slightly better in quality than uh, than the than the current group. Um, we've got probably 10 or 12 that we're really pleased with and, and need to add four or five decent players into that mix. And then I think once we've got that, we, we'll, um, we'll have a, a pretty decent charge of, of competing at the, at the top of that league. Um, the, one, the one thing it seemed to me, Mark, on the, on the, on the times that I watched Windsor was there, were, there was a lot a lot of good going on uh, through the season. It, it just seemed, and I, and I spoke to a couple of Windsor fans as well. And it just it just seemed you were lacking someone to put the ball in the back of the net, which I know is a is, is a is a problem that many managers have up and down the country. But is that something you're actively looking at? You know what? I couldn't disagree more. Um, <laughs> it's uh, scoring wasn't wasn't actually a problem. For okay, us. I think we'd averaged more than two goals a game. And uh, we were quite free scoring. We got, you know, we've got some good attacking options. We haven't got a proven goal scorer, you know, absolutely granted. But we've got three or four really good attacking players who um, all contributed to to the, to to, um, to scoring for us. So I think our problem was more the other end, in, in as much that keeping clean sheets, we we couldn't we couldn't get into a habit. We might fit, you know, I think we had two clean sheets in uh, more than a dozen games. Um, so. It's just a consistency and the level of, of um, discipline at the back and the decision-making we just need to improve on going forward. And I think that's something that we really need to focus on, as well as the other end of the pitch as well. But I think goal scoring um, didn't seem to be our, our, our main issue. It, it was more the other end. You um, mentioned earlier that it, um, you hope to be competing at the top end of the uh, table maybe next season or you know, if you get the, the, the uh, people in place that you'd like to there. Is um, was that always the ambition when you came to Windsor? Was it to to be competing at the top end of the table or and in the cups or um, what was sort of the mandate when you came on board? Well, you know, having um, having been at the club before, I think for me Windsor is a, it should be playing a lot higher. You know, the club, the size of the club for me should be playing um, step three football, uh, and um, and then. You push on from there because I do, I do think this has got the, the club has got the capability to be to be playing in that um, in that league in that level. It's going to take uh, it's going to take some some um, some investment in terms of both on and off the pitch. But I, I certainly think that the ambition is of the club is to, is to get promoted. You know, we're we're certainly not going to be content with just coming in being a top ten side, given the resources that we've got. We've got to be better than that. We've got to push on. We've got to get promoted out of this league in the not too distant future have to be because it's 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 neither the club nor i want to be want to be in this league for um for the foreseeable future 
What uh, you mentioned, you had a you had a history with Windsor, and I, and I think I was I think I was aware of this. But um, what is that history that, that with Windsor, and, and and what kind of drew you to the job uh, this time around? My last three years of playing football were for Windsor. Um, about uh, thirteen years ago, when I finished when I was finishing playing uh, playing football, I, I joined the club. Um, for the second time, I've been here once before, but for a very, very short period of time. And um, yeah, as my last club, I came in um, under Simon Lane at the time. Like I said, it was about 13 years ago. It was um, Step 4 Football, so the league's league above yeah. it is now. And we had, um, I had three years here as club captain. I had a year under Simon Lane. And then I was, um, then, then he left the club. I took over as player manager. I had about four games as, as player manager until Keith Scott came in. Um, we had a successful time under under Keith, yeah. and we I think we came sixth or seventh in the league in the year he took over, and then we came second in the year after that. We had a pretty good side, um, great bunch of lads. Uh, Keith was old school manager, um, but treated the older players very very well. And it was a really, really good time to be at the football club. Uh, we'd, um, we'd, we'd, yeah, we'd got a really, really good team together. And so we looked like we might win the league. And we were neck and neck with Truro towards the end of the season. Uh, and I remember we went down there uh, on a Saturday. We, I think we left on a Friday night for the for the weekend. And we were flying at the time. And, and it was... They called the game off in the morning for a frozen pitch, but it was it was never frozen. It was never frozen. <laughs> we we, um, we had two great days there on the on, on the drink, but it was uh, it was a real shame we didn't play the game at the time because we would have um, it was our it was our thought yeah thinking at the time we would have gone there and beaten them. So what ha- what happened was we had, we went down there on a, on a Tuesday night, um, and we picked up a couple of injuries, and I think they were they were they were leading the table at the time. And our form wasn't as good as it was, and we—I uh, think it was two and a half thousand there on a, on a Tuesday night, and we uh, we went down pretty early. I got sent off after about twenty minutes. Um, we had two sent off, and the worst thing about me sending off was that as I was as I was uh, committing the sin that got me sent off, <laughs> I pulled my hamstring at the same no. time. And I, and I and it, yeah, it took me a while to get off the pitch, and I got a bit of abuse. <laughs> And uh, we had oh, another boy. one sent off, and we lost. We lost four two, um, and that's that's. I think you know. After that, we we uh, we we came second to them and, and lost in the playoff final. Um, so that would have taken us to step three, but um, yeah, like I say, we lost in the in the playoff final. So I had three year, three three really good years at Windsor, and I, um, you know, the culminating in that playoff defeat. But um, it uh, they. Finally got the promotion the year after, but yeah, I had three, three very very good years, uh, and I stopped playing at um, at that point. What uh, what was Keith like as a manager? Because I'm, I'm just I've just looked him up on uh, on the old Wikipedia, and he had, he had quite the career as a, as a player. Um, I dare I, I dread to think how many clubs that is, but that's you know that's in the in the thirties. But and some of some quite prominent clubs as well. You know, Reading, uh, Swindon, Stoke, Norwich. What was he? But what was he like as a as a manager? Yeah, like I said before, he's an old school manager, um, very direct, uh, very uh, very disciplinarian style. Um, lots of 
old uh, old methods in management in terms of training as well as uh, communication. Um, left you no doubt whether you've done a good or bad job. Um, but him and Jim Melvin, I mean, Jim was Jim was no different really. Jim was very very hard, a hard taskmaster, and um, both of them were. But for for me, really really good to play on. I was like I say, I had a good relationship with those two. Um, but yeah, it was. It was uh, it was a tough dressing room, that's for sure. But they were they were um, they were decent. It's just surprising that uh, after Keith left Windsor, didn't didn't stay in football. Did you did you see that coming? Because obviously it, it it happened around sort of the time that t- towards the end of uh, if I'm if I remember rightly, it happened towards uh, the end of Keith's Keith's time at Windsor, didn't it? But did did you were you part of that squad that that kind of when Windsor Windsor and Eaton ceased to exist? Uh, no, I left about a year before. Was it was it something that was that was looked like it was going to happen, or, or or were there concerns? Do you remember? There was no concerns at the time I was there. Not not really. No. Um, I mean, we had a we had a healthy budget. That's that's for sure. Um, but there was never any problem with with um, people getting paid. Um, but it obviously, it, you know, quite soon after I left, that was um, inevitable. Well, it, you know, it came out that it was it, it was an ongoing problem, and inevitably the you know, the club did go. So, um, so you you finished your playing career with Windsor around uh, ten years ago, or about yeah. ten years before you took the Windsor job. Uh, what had you been doing in the interim? Was there any link to any uh, football between those two times? Uh, were you manager anywhere else? No, not really. I, you know, I, I finished uh, like I said at um, at thirty four and had a had a, a long spell out of the, uh, well ten years out of the game in, in as much as I was concentrating on my business. Um, given that all my efforts and, and you know many many hours a day for a long period of time, um, so it came a bit out of the blue. It came a bit out of the blue in, in as much that I got a phone call when I was away in the summer um, from Spencer, from my number two, who, who said that the Windsor manager has um, has resigned. I think we should um, think you should have a go. You know, apply for the job and see how you get on. Because you know I always knew he'd he'd, uh, he'd, he'd want to do it with me. Did. Uh... On just on the on the back of that, um, did you getting back into game? Was that did you have to get get your head right? Have you been watching games? Had you been going to sort of sort of non league games, or, or was it sort of all fresh? How how did you get your head into that space to to be able to take on a step five football club? Because it, it it's I, I I doubt it's an easy task. Well, it's a good question. Um, I hadn't watched a non league game of football probably for the majority of those ten years. So it was certainly a challenge as much that when, when I came into the football club um, and testament to Kevin who gave me the opportunity, not many not many chairmen would have given me the opportunity to manage a football club having been out of the game for, for so long. So not knowing any of the players is a real challenge, as you can imagine, uh, and and not one that is uh, not something that you is, you should really be in a position you find yourself in when you're managing a football club at step, step five. Luckily... Um, Spencer, who I spoke about earlier on, he's um, he's an avid non-league um, football follower. Knows all the players, great enthusiasm, encyclopedia of a mind of a player, um, local man. So um, he's been an absolutely superb fall for me as my, as my number two. And in terms of players, um, he's got a great network of of, uh, of those that work really well for us in, in terms of building the building the squad. We're also blessed to have um, Luke Brooks-Smith, who I mentioned earlier. Um, he stayed on and, and we really inherited a little 
gem there in, in, his, in his, his coaching ability and his, and his knowledge of local players too. Um, and I also brought in an A-licensed coach uh, in Andy McIntosh who um, who's makes up the management team. So, yeah, my knowledge of players, like I said, isn't, isn't, um, is obviously growing pretty quickly and I'm, and, uh, I'm learning the local, um, the local leagues um, and fast-tracked in that. But Spencer and Luke and, and uh, you know, I've got really really good people on that front um you say uh when the windsor job became available you uh, spoke to spencer about it and then you thought you were going for it i mean what it sounded like you've got a uh, a pretty good uh, professional career going and you, like you say you spent 10 years building that up what uh why was windsor something you always thought you might try in the future or football management in general or was it just right time right place you thought you might want to uh, give that a go or yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think I think right time, right place. It's definitely um, definitely something to be said for that. In, in as much that I've taken my business, um, I've done a lot of the hard yards, and and I created a bit of time for myself going forward from this point. So I think the timing was right. I think um, when I stopped playing full football, I, I sort of parked that uh, that thought of being a manager, but probably always had it in the back of my mind to come back and do that once I got things established on the business front. And I've always loved Windsor as a football club. You know, my last three years here were, were were spot on. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a great football club. Um, I'm totally committed to it going forward, and I think we can do some um, do some good things here. That's for sure. Is there anything you have to do in terms of requirements of uh, coaching badges and things like that, or is um, is that an ambition, or is that uh, just something you sort of have to do if you're in more direct contact with the players? Yeah, I don't think, you know, it's a coaching badges are um, certainly useful. I think uh, I'm doing my level two at the moment. Um, and, and that's you know, it's a bit protracted because of all the, you know, the inability Ooh. to be able to carry that out at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll certainly do my two. Um, I might do my UA for, UA for B as well. Um, Brooko's just done his B um, and he's got his A. So, so yeah, absolutely. Um I could go on and do that, but equally we've got great coaches at the club, mm. so it's not a, it's not it's not a burning desire of mine to, to get that done as soon as I can. Rob, your your uh, question there just um, reminded me of when we spoke to the Thatcham chairman Dave Mellin at the at the weekend, uh, and and Dave Dave runs his own business and was interested in doing a bit on you know helping out Thatcham a little bit. And it brought to mind when I when I asked him about. Uh, so now you're chairman. What on earth possessed you? And it, it feels like similar with you, Mark. Um, built up built up your business. Why on earth put yourself through <laughs> being a being a, a, a semi professional manager again? It, it it just seems like something that we all get drawn back into somehow. Yeah, I think I think I mean I've, I've yeah, been the first time I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it since I since I've started back in uh, here in September and. Um, I think it's a great release as well. Yeah, it's um, it's hard work. Absolutely, you know, it's, it's it's quite full on. It's three days a week when you're actually at the club, but but every day of your life, uh, in terms of talking to players, trying to improve the squad, trying to um, take things forward. But it's um, hugely enjoyable, hugely enjoyable. You know, bouncing off um, the management team, being at the club, you know, being in and around the changing room again. It's great. To, it's honestly it's great to be back, back part of it. It's um, um, and you soon get back into that, into that mindset. And it's uh, it's, it's yeah, hugely enjoyable. Well, obviously, there's 
we had a lot of tough times as well during that during that season. There was a lot, you know, we didn't perform as well as we we um, we might have done in the uh, in the in the first three or four months. But it was inevitable that that was going to be a difficult period for us. So it's uh, yeah, the more game, yeah, winning games is, uh, is a drug, and it's it's hugely enjoyable. Um, Rob, Rob, was it you and I, did you and I go to the Wooten Bassett game? Just before, yeah, that's right. We, Wooten Bassett. Yeah, we we came along to the to the Wooten Bassett game, and it just seemed like Rob alluded to earlier. Uh, you, you your your squad and your team had just sort of looked like they were getting into the groove of things, and and that was that was an impressive result. Um, it seemed though like to us that you had you, the, the the team spirit started to build. Obviously, after the game, we saw the video of uh, of Danny Horscroft with his guitar in the changing room. What uh, what would you make of that? What would Keith Scott have made of that? Yeah, I mean. I- I don't think I'd ever see that in a dressing room. I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> if that had happened 10, 15 years ago, I think the place would have been would have had a different reaction. But um, but as changes are these days, I think it's, it's very well received. And I think it's brilliant. And I think you know, it's uh, it stems from him not being on the coach to do his um, initiation song. Oh, uh, okay. So him doing the song after the after the, the win against Bruton Bassett with his guitar, he's pretty good, you know. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's um, uh, no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, it was, it was uh, in- interesting to see that in the changing room. That's for sure. It, it was. It was nice to see. I must admit. Um, I, I, the other thing I was going to—I I don't know if you knew this—but um, Danny Robinson also at Thatcham was at, was watching that game, and he'd come to watch the uh, the right back and the centre back for Wooden Bassett, and of course the two players that got sent off—they uh, they were his players on loan at Wooden Bassett, and they were the two lads that got themselves sent off early in the game. So it was a little bit of a wasted uh, wasted trip in the end for him. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. I just thought I'd tell you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> this is quite all right. Um, go on, Rob. So um, uh, you say your playing career ended at um, Windsor. Where did it? Uh, where did it begin? What was the career progression for, uh, as, for you as a player? Uh, first time Flackwell Heath when I was 16. Played there um, for a year or so before I went to Marlow, which was. Um, you know, that was a step up at that time. So going from Flackwell to Marlow was was a good move. And then uh, they went to Chalfont St. Peter. Um, I think that's when, I think I was 18, 19, going to Chalfont. And I was, uh, that really stood, stood out in my mind because I played under uh, Kevin Stone and Graham Bressington at Chalfont. Uh, Kevin Stone um, has been in the game a long time as his, as his, uh, as his Brez. And we played, uh, I was a centre-back, we played as a, as a back three. Um, with Stoney playing sweep and Brez left side and they played you know, Brezzy had played hundreds, hundreds of league games uh, Kev had been at Wickham for a long period of time two wonderful players and that was a, that was a great place for me to learn my, to learn my, you know, learn my football learn my trade and, and had a really good year there with them uh, then, I, then I went I travelled around the world for a year played some football for Brisbane City wow. for a short period of time which was good fun uh, and then came back I went to play for Haraborough, I played um, for Chalfham for a little bit when I came back, and then Haraborough signed me, and that was the first contract I'd signed. I was there for for three years under uh, Alan Paris, who um, again he was player manager there. He he was my centre back partner for um, a couple of years, and another again, luckily for me, he played lots and lots of league games, played in the, in the top division for Leicester for for a hundred games, and and. Um, great for me to get that experience of playing with such a, another top player so that really that was uh, a good three years at Harrow Alan Paris moved on from the club 
Eddie Steen then took over with David Howes, who had been at Birmingham with Barry Fry. Um, and at first loved Eddie, he was Brian Steen's brother. Um, again, played a lot of league football. Then I remember having a big fallout with him over a sending off uh, after a couple of years at the club. And then then um, then finish, ended up finishing the season there and, and then signed for, for Hendon. And that was probably the best period of my career, I would say, when we were... We um, had a top, top side. Came, I think we came runners up in, had three years there. We came runners up in um, to, to try and get in the conference. We missed out because only the top side went up from step two at that time. I think one year it was, we came second to Dagenham. Second year we came second to, to Aldershot. Um, and I played, under, so I, I played under Dave Anderson there, who, who I went on to play with for uh, two or three clubs, well, three clubs, including Windsor. And um, yeah, great great period there. Three years, great great set of lads. Um, Narry missed promotion to the conference a few times, and um, and then at the end of the third year, I always remember Dave sitting me down and and, and telling me that we all knew he'd gone for the Wimbledon job, and he um, sat me down two two games before the end of the season and said, "Look, I've, I've got the Wimbledon job. I'm taking a couple of players. I want you to come." Over to Wimbledon, it was even though it was a couple of leagues down. I mean, they were step four at the time, yeah. and even even though they were uh, two steps down, it was a, it was it was a no-brainer of a decision um, for a club that were getting three and a half thousand at home every week, taking a thousand away. It was the closest I was ever going to come to, to playing for a professional club in in and everything but the the actual status of the of the team itself. So that was at the end of the season. We had two games to play plus a cup final. Um, I played in the cup final. We played in the Middlesex Senior Cup final and drew 1-1, went into extra time. I always remember we hit the post last minute, absolute sitter, two yards out. went in extra time and I snapped my Achilles in the extra, in extra time. And so, um, having not signed for Wimbledon at that point, I'd agreed it but I hadn't signed. I was out of the game for, for 10 months. Um, oh. Missed out on the move to, to go at Wimbledon at that point. And did did my rehab um, unattached to a club, and then and then um, signed for Wimbledon later on in in the in the season in the following season. But as much as I had a great time there, I, I never I never got, I never got back to to playing as I as I was, and and had a great um, we won the league with Wimbledon step four, which was great fun, and you know brilliant times there, and and, and had um, half of the season the following year with them, but um, found myself out the side engineer to move back to to Hendon uh which in hindsight I regret I should have I should have stuck it out at Wimbledon as, as long as I could until they uh until they until they moved me on um and then I had the rest of the season at Hendon and then and then went on to um that's when I had the last three years at Windsor it's uh that's uh it's, it's, thank, thank you for for being so open about that so it's, it's interesting that the the, the the stuff about Wimbledon and I, I guess I kind of forget that they were that that's where they kind of started they I think they, they played their first competitive game at Sandhurst for for uh we, we spoke to the managers there a couple of years ago uh sorry last year and um and, and, and like the, like you say the crowds were incredible you know you know crowds you'd never see at Sandhurst uh it, it was it was phenomenal um yeah, well, I know Rob will probably ask this question, but as I'm as I'm talking, what what kind of what what were your highlights in in that period? What what were the what were the big moments that you that you kind of look back and remember? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think you know, I said at the time playing for Hendon in those three years, Hendon, we were we were we had such a 
fantastic side. Um, uh, yeah, some some top top players in that side, and and yeah, good, good really good league experience, and and just a great dressing room. Yeah, ruthless, brutal dressing room to be part of, but so much fun. Um, yeah, really well led by Dave Anderson, who was you know managed me there and Wimbledon, and then spent a bit of time at Windsor as well. But I think per, from a personal point of view, I think it was um, probably being Player of the Year. Uh, Hendon became second in, in at step two, um, and then probably from a t- team point of view, there's not much you win in football, uh, but winning the league, I guess at Wimbledon was the only title, league title we won, and also the. I'll always remember the Surrey Senior Cup final when we, we beat uh, Morton Hersham in the Cup final at Woking. I think it was 5,000 there, probably 4,500 wow. Wimbledon. And there's a, a huge stand at Woking and they just filled it and it, the noise was <laughs> was brilliant. So I think from probably, yeah, that was that was, that was um, just, the whole, I guess, the whole time at Wimbledon, even though it might not have been the best side I played in, it was certainly, um, like I say, the biggest club and, and um, there are a lot of good memories from... Um, from that period, absolutely sure. When you're going through your career there, you mentioned a lot of clubs and a lot of um, uh, managers and uh, senior pros that you played with or played under. Um, is there anyone uh, that you sort of uh, have taken a lot from in terms of uh, your management style now at Windsor? Is there anyone you sort of, anything you picked it, um, uh, any sort of bits of wisdom or uh, styles of management that you've picked up that you use now uh, that's influenced yourself? I think you learn some good stuff and I think you learn some things that you make sure you never do. <laughs> and I think there's a combination of the two there. So some managers are, are, who are played under um, and you just think to yourself, there's no there's no way in the world if I manage I'm going to treat someone like that or, <laughs> or, or, be, um, or not communicate. Um, as, as they did but equally like I alluded to earlier on Dave was, Dave was good in, in as much that um, he was very direct he, you knew exactly you, you knew exactly what was expected of you um, his recruitment was always good he was ruthless in terms of moving players on um, so I think you know being honest and open with people absolutely Dave was good at that um, uh, but I think the game you know the game has moved on and, and, the, and not just in this um industry if you like but in in all industries the, the man management style is just very very different now than it was all those years ago so you know it's a lot more supportive um collective and uh, and nurturing than it than it ever was but i think uh i think as the managers probably i played under probably yeah you know david's the obvious one because i played under him for a long time and he he, he did some really really good things I've uh, I've really been enjoying his podcast. He does a he does a podcast where he talks to to lots of managers that he some he knows and some he doesn't know, and uh, that's, uh, that's that's really worth quite a. Uh, I think it's called the Gaffer Tapes. It's uh, it's that's worth a listen. So, um, we'll just uh, wrap things up, Mark, if that's all right. Um, Rob, was there anything else you wanted to ask? Uh, no, I think I'm good. It's been really <laughs> interesting. Um, Mark, I'm ever so sorry for the for the technical problems we had earlier. Uh, they, they do happen to us occasionally. Uh, we're not quite as a uh, slick an operation as perhaps i i would uh I, I would like the the kit that i'm using is not particularly expensive so and it's always obviously difficult when you're doing it over the phone as opposed to face to face so um but thank you thank you for joining us there is one thing that we always ask everybody just before uh just before we finish off um just to, to help our listeners who are kind of in maybe in isolation or lockdown um, can you recommend a box set or a tv show that you're watching currently that you'd uh, that you'd put towards them 
Uh, I just last night I finished Jack Ryan with the family. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think that's two seasons. Thoroughly enjoyed both of those, but as a probably an all-time favourite, Entourage. Ah, okay. Two we've not had yet, so this is good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, have you? Have you? I've, I've not seen either of those. Have you? Nope. No. Add, Hang on the list. add them to the list. Uh, uh, Mark Cooper, thank you very much for joining us. Um, that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub but not in a pub chat with Windsor manager Mark Cooper you can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app please subscribe for all the latest and if you have a minute please give us a rating and a review all that's left to say is that it's goodbye from me Tom uh, it's goodbye from Rob goodbye everyone uh, and it's goodbye from Mark goodbye